Welcome to Backstage with Zadil. I'm your host Kishore from Zadil's very own marketing team and this is a podcast where we share eventful stories from thought leaders across industries to give you epic insights into the world of events and beyond. Hello folks, welcome back to Backstage with Zadil. It's episode 16 today and we're super thrilled about that. We hope you're doing well. Today's episode is all about virtual conferences, so it's bound to be really insightful. We'll talk about conferences and we'll also deep dive into what it takes to plan and host a virtual conference for a specified audience set. And what better way to make that conversation a little more meaningful and interesting than to feature someone who's actually run a virtual conference recently? for a very specific set of attendees mainly devops professionals uh and a special guest is hillary foster who's a global events lead at cloudsmith now for those of you who don't know cloudsmith provides saas solutions for devops professionals and uh, hence their attendees are largely tech professionals and uh, when you're running a virtual conference for a very uh, specific set as i mentioned earlier you need to take into consideration certain things you know you need to make sure that the topics really resonate with them you want to make sure that your sessions leave your attendees with actionable takeaways that they can apply in their daily work and then you want to really make sure that in terms of registrations you focus on a relevant audience rather than just quantity so tune in and uh, listen to these super super useful insights from hillary uh interesting point hillary has a very very vast experience in running events she's done everything from you know helping the recording academy produce the grammys to hosting tech events at a global scale so tune in and enjoy this conversation between hillary and ketan pandit who is our vp of marketing at zadl uh we'll head straight to the conversation all right so see you on the other side just to talk a little bit about the content right sometimes um how did you source the framework right so the topics of interest and and i know you you mentioned earlier that you go to the leadership within the organization but when it's a community thing how do you source topics that would appeal to a larger group of people yeah definitely so you know just looking at some of the conferences that have happened in the last 6 months in our industry you know what are some popular topics that continue mm-hmm. to be selected um when they're going out for content calls for papers we got together our leadership we got together our engineering staff and kind of asked mm-hmm. hey what are some topics that you would like to see or you would you would sign up to a conference to go see i think you know and then we went out to some speakers that we already had relationships with put together some panels we kind of did everything from scratch i think next year we're going to do a proper calls for papers and and put it out there with some different right. topics Um we kind of set up five or six topics that we knew were relevant to the Cloudsmith product and the person that could potentially use the Cloudsmith product and then we kind of went out there and asked individuals that we thought would be good fits for those products to kind of help us develop a presentation. So it I think the way we did it this year took a little bit more work than we probably it probably should have. It ended up with great results, but I think next year we're going to actually go out to the community and say, "Hey, unpacked was a success last year would you like to speak here's the mm-hmm. you know 
eight to 10 topics that you can submit a, a presentation around, there you go. So I think that's, that's definitely the plan of action for next year. And all of this orchestration was done by, with, by you and your team, right? So you didn't have like uh, agencies working for you. This was completely. No. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because, you know, when I used to work at Leo events, we did this exact type of thing for companies like Cloudsmith. Right. So, right. Um, you know, there was a, a large team of people on the agency side working to pull this off. Um, but no, this time it was really just me and a handful of folks on the Cloudsmith side wow. pulling this off. It was, yeah, definitely very challenging. <laughs> I made some recommendations like, Hey, if we're going to do this next year, we should probably have a little bit more staff. But, um, you know, we were able to pull it off. I think the fact that we were able to use Zuttle and Zuttle is a complete platform. And I know I'm like, you know, kind of plugging it here. But, you know, on the agency side, we would build landing pages, virtual trade shows from scratch. We'd have a video editor and a studio, um, you know, all set up that we'd build clients for. And you can do all that in Zuttle without having that agency kind of middleman that's going to build you a lot of money. So we were able to have this really polished looking co conference inside Zuttle. And, and, you know, if I was watching as an attendee, I would think, oh yeah, they probably use an agency like Leo or Freeman or somebody like that to pull this off. But no, it was actually just the Zuttle platform. So kudos to Zuttle for making that possible. Thank you. This is a great testimony and I'm going to use it across the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but jokes apart, uh, after the conference, right, you mentioned that a lot of people consume this content <clears throat> later on right did you mm -hmm. see um, this uh, how, what were the patterns if you could uh, shed light on that did you see a lot of people consume uh, the the event content after yeah yeah we did so we made sure to get it up on our youtube channel as fast as possible we made a separate playlist just for unpacked mm -hmm. uh we always send out post-event communications so we send out an email to all the folks that attended and all the folks that missed they each get their own separate type of email um, and a lot of folks, we noticed just looking at our Zuttle data dashboard that, you know, the morning pre, we, we scheduled about a 25 minute break halfway through the five hour session, pre break was really well attended. A lot of people showed up. It was great. That's where the bulk of people were viewing. Post break, we lost a big chunk of our audience. And I think okay. that's because we targeted um, this conference to, to, to start with Pacific time when we really should have had it target Eastern time. So that's another change. Like we're able to use subtle data to, you know, make smarter decisions for next year. And this was our first time doing this. So it's kind of hard to tell. And we do have a global audience, but we realized the majority of our audience was East Coast and EMEA based. And so starting with an East Coast time zone actually served the folks watching in the UK and EMEA, you know, better than the Pacific time zone. So that's a change we're going to make next year for sure. But yes, everything went up on our um, YouTube channel and some of our sponsors were actually speakers as well. So mm -hmm. I've even seen them cutting up content, putting it on their TikToks, putting it on their nice. um Instagram stories and things like that, or on their LinkedIn and reusing snippets from the conference, which is awesome. So that's, you know, it's great to have the content you work so hard for kind of live on in that way. We've also had a couple sponsors do blog posts around their different sessions. So that's also Lovely. been a great way to plug the conference. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, that's invaluable, right? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, and, and typically, how would you measure the success criteria for something like this, right? Going into the event, you probably had some metrics in your mind, but in hindsight, uh, you might have thought of a few more. So how, how did you measure the success? 
Yeah. So, you know, our goal at the end of the day was just to reach as many people as possible. So mm. we, you know, looking at total number of registrations was a metric for success. How many of those registrations were CloudSmith customers? How many were new contacts was really important to us. Um, you know, and that also carried over to attendance, looking at who was a new contact, who was a current customer. Um, you know, one of the long-term things we're looking at is if you were a customer of CloudSmith and you attended Unpacked, are you more likely to leave CloudSmith in the future or stay, you know, that churn rate, which is something yeah. that's hard to measure, but over time we hope to be able to capture that. Um, it's, it, you know, pr trying to instill a sense of pride in the CloudSmith brand if you are a customer or a current user. And then, you know, we did send out a post-event survey and we asked folks that attended ha before Unpacked, had you heard of CloudSmith at all? And mm -hmm. overwhelmingly, the people that answered the survey said no. Oh, and so wow. one of our metrics of success was reaching a new audience and spreading brand awareness for CloudSmith. And the fact that I think it was like 65% of people who took the survey had never heard of CloudSmith. That was a huge win for us. So we reached a whole new audience one that could potentially use our product in the future. And we're actually telling them about CloudSmith for the first time through this conference. So big wins, big, big wins. So that was great for us. Absolutely. So that, I mean, I, I need to ask, uh, what was the pre-event marketing like? Yeah, so it, yeah, we, our campaign went on about, I would say 75 days. So the biggest challenge and anyone who's planning a, a virtual conference with a lot of content knows is getting that agenda published. So before the agenda even went out, you know, we were working with a video animator who helped with some of the animations and kind of polishing up the unpacked content uh, post event. But he created a sizzle video for us that had the animated logo and it kind of explained what the conference was. We pushed that out with paid ads on social networks. Um, we use Google ads. Uh, we also started an email marketing campaign to our list that started like 75 days before the conference. And this was even before the agenda was published. So trying to kind of get that hype up and get people excited about unpacked before the agenda was ever even published. And then once it was, you know, we leaned on our speakers to help promote our, the sessions. You know, we sent out individual emails to different audiences based on their interest with the sessions that we thought would be most relevant to whatever they're interested in. Also, like I mentioned, we had a sponsor program. So sponsors were able to sponsor for free in mm -hmm. exchange for a list of promotional activities. So if you wanted to sponsor Unpacked, you had to send out an email blast on our behalf have some social yeah. posts on our behalf. Yeah, write a blog post on our behalf. And all that had to be done before Unpack started. So we got a significant amount of registrations from just the sponsor program. And then sponsors were able to come in, run a virtual booth during the show and collect their own leads and everybody wins. So it was a really great yeah. idea. I definitely recommend that for anyone who's doing a community conference that's like brand new. You haven't really established value to the point where you're able to charge for sponsorships yet, but you still want right. to have people involved. And we had some big brands, some big brands in the DevOps space who I've met through, you know, industry connections, trade shows, the people in my position at those companies, right, that mm -hmm. are now all my friends, you know, come on and sponsor. And it was, it was great. It, it yeah, we're great. friendly people, right? Event people are friendly yeah, people. Yeah. They have to be. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times, right, um, uh, uh, some mistakes that I have made and I've seen other people do is that they don't really leverage their own sales and CS teams, which are like a treasure trove of data and relationships. Uh, were you able to bring them into the into play and, you know, drive registrations? 
Yeah, so we actually had a staff employee like prize incentive program, right? So okay. everyone on staff was given their own uh, UTM, their own unique registration link. And we're encouraged to reach out to their networks and drive registrations. And we had grand prizes. So like the person that uh, drove the most registrations through their UTM got a gift card. And then it kind of tiered down from there based on number of registrations. So everyone in the company, not just the sales team, was incentivized to drive registrations, which is great. You think about, you know, we're trying to reach engineers and we want our engineering team to be reaching out to their networks on social media. Um, so, you know, of course our sales team and our customer success teams all had their own, you know, goals to recruit an audience, whether it was prospects or current customers. But then we extended this prize program to the whole staff and just encouraged everybody to participate, which was really yeah. great. So, you know, we had our own individual marketing, we had our sponsor program and we had our staff program. So it was, there were a lot of different sources of, of yeah, registration. It takes a village. Yes, it definitely does. It definitely takes a village. Yeah. And since this was a virtual, did you have any virtual swag kits? So that's something we definitely want to do next year. Um, we did give away, we did in, we did use the leaderboard function inside Zettle and we mm -hmm. uh, gave gift cards to our top participants, but next year it'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. And one of my goals to have unpacked branded swag, you know, giving it out prior to the event or, you know, to maybe our top participants within the event. Uh, we do, we do have Cloudsmith branded swag and we gave away a couple of, we did a couple of giveaways in our email marketing campaigns. So it was mm -hmm. like, you know, the next 30 people to register, for unpacked or register yourself and a team member get a free pair of cloudsmith socks so we did a few things like that throughout the uh, marketing campaigns but yeah. nothing unpacked specific and i would love to do that next year for sure so look so if you look back and if there were let's say three things that could, you could do better mm -hmm. what would those be well right off the bat you know we we asked that in our attendee survey and i'm glad mm -hmm. people some people were brutally honest one thing that we could have easily done is enabled um, closed captioning. So I, you know, that's something you can easily enable with a third party plugin with subtle. Yeah. And we should have done that huge miss on my part. I think, you know, juggling so many things, it's, yeah. it's easy to forget that you have a global audience. Accessibility should never be back of your mind. It should be top of your mind always. Yeah. And that was a huge miss on my part. And I will hundred percent lay on the sword there. That is something we are hundred percent implementing next year. Super easy to do. Um, and I definitely feel bad for not implementing that. Um, another thing is, you know, we're going to have a code of conduct. And so I think everybody who's ever had a, a virtual conference knows that there are folks that sign up and log in and try to rig the leaderboard mm -hmm. system and, and win all the prizes and that kind of thing. So having an established code of conduct saying, hey, like maybe you can't message hundreds of people inside the platform to get yeah. your prize you know there's all every conference you go to there's people like that but having you know those types of community standards would be great to publish in advance and then lastly like you know having an faq page you know we a pre-event email with like know before you go everything you could possibly need to know we sent that mm -hmm. out a week before and a day before yet we still got tons and tons of questions in the chat that were like how do I do this? How do I do that? That were really already answered. Um, so, you know, maybe just having like a simple FAQ page inside the platform is something that we want to do next year. Uh, so folks can find their own answers and they're not continuously asking, how do I do this? Um, even though we already said it. We also 
had housekeeping notes in our opening, closing, and break comments, as well as slides in our opener and break that basically went over all the FAQs as well. But people, they just don't read. So, you know, having some sort of tab that has those questions answered would be great. Yeah, by that time, I think we'll have an AI agent who would do it for you, like an event assistant. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um, uh, one thing that, um, uh, did you kind of see an impact on uh, your pipeline or revenue goals uh, because of this event? Did you see a lot of conversations moving down the funnel? Yeah, so I think, you know, the biggest point here is that we reached a whole new audience. So that was really mm. just opening up the CloudSmith brand to folks that could potentially use our product. So I think only time will tell as far as how our sales, you know, yeah. ROI is proved in, in sales long term and every, anyone that works in events that's, you know, in charge of generating that super top of funnel pipeline, which is what events are, right? Um, right. It takes a really long time to, you know, have a closed one sale from events. And the, the goal of this conference was to reach the community and provide community thought leadership at the end of the day. But only time will tell if sales will have success with that. I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, I think it was maybe 65 or 70% of our registrations were new contacts. So people that were not in our system, that have never been in our system before, that were unfamiliar with our product. So the fact that we were able to open up and, and kind of attract those new contacts into our system, that's amazing and super valuable. So I would say only time will tell. that was the show folks hope you enjoyed it to stay updated on upcoming episodes follow us on your favorite streaming platform also visit zaddle.com to know how you can simplify your b2b events see ya